Katie Pruitt is a Nashville-based singer-songwriter from Atlanta, Georgia. She released a full-length album last year called Expectations to Critical Acclaim. Later in that year, she followed it up with two covers of Neil Young songs, the classic Ohio and After the Gold Rush. Her songs are heartfelt and personal. They also reflect on justice values. Her blending of country, folk, and rock creates a backdrop for her to expound on her life experiences and share her thoughts with us. We talked about her songwriting, Neil Young, and her incredible guitar tone. I hope you dig it. I just wanted to, to get started chatting a little bit about those, um, those two Neil Young covers. You did a cover of Ohio and After the Gold Rush. And I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in um, what attracts you to, to Neil Young and uh, especially those songs. Yeah. Um, well, over the summer, you know, um, I mean, as we saw sort of all of the protests and, and um, just everything that happened, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff, and, you know, just the corruption of our government in general, it just, um, it got me thinking about, like, the importance of protest songs. And I was in Idaho, my girlfriend and I went and stayed with her parents for a while during the pandemic. And um, we were watching sort of like these old music documentaries about, like, you know, the 70s and and one one of the you know one moment in the documentary they were talking about Neil Young and um, you know the, the reason behind him uh, writing Ohio uh, the Kent State you know massacre mm-hmm. and just how he sort of like that song was like almost like a um, yeah it was like a call to action it kind of like appealed to like the empathy as well like it didn't just you know. The, the way the song kind of is written, the, the chorus is kind of like a question, you know, like, what if you knew her and found her dead on the ground? What if you knew her and found her dead on the ground? How could you run when you know? And like, just hearing that lyric, you know, in 2020, I was thinking about Breonna Taylor. I was thinking about George Floyd. I was thinking about all these people that, you know, um, the reason why people were hitting the streets and why they were compelled to act. It's, yeah, it's just like, you know, um, it's important to to write songs that, like, appeal to people's humanity and remind them, like, this is not, we don't have to let, like, politics and everything, like, separate us from, like, caring and having empathy for other people. Um, so that was sort of my reasoning behind wanting to record that song is because although I wish it weren't relevant in 2020, it was. And, um, I felt like people like, and and myself included, like needed to be reminded that like, you know, like police brutality and and all that stuff. It's, you know, this is a song that was written 50 years ago. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was sort of like my reasoning behind recording that one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just, on top of that, I, I think Neil Young is just like one of the most prolific songwriters, like of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, a song that, that, that after the gold rush, it was a little bit more of like a personal reason behind recording that one. Um, my best friend's dad, um, that was one of his favorite songs and he passed away from pancreatic cancer in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was like weird timing. Cause like, you know, my friend Kara, whose father was uh, suffering from cancer was, I was sort of on the phone with her and like, 
I was on my way to open for Neil Young, just like, I don't know how it happened, but it, it did. And, and she was like, you have to get like a video of that song for my dad. And I remember he opened that night with that song, just like a piano solo version of that song. And I sent it to Kara's dad and, you know, he just like responded like badass. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the, the next day I heard he passed away, which was wild. Cause like, to me, I was like, you know, like watching Neil Young open. And I was like, this is a good sign. Like I, you know, I have a feeling that you're going to, you know, you're going to pull through and all this stuff. And then, um, and then like, you know, the last, the last line of that song is flying mother nature, silver seed to a new home in the sun. So it's it sort of, to me, a song about passing on sort of to the next thing, um, wherever that is. And so like, for me, it was, that was kind of like my tribute to, uh, Jerry was his name, um, Jerry Conady. So yeah, that was, um, more of like a personal reason behind recording that one, but interesting. It's a very long answer to your question. But... No, that's great. That's great. It's very, uh, it's a very personal thing. That's cool. Um, I, I think it's a tribute to, to Neil Young's songwriting that he can write a song that has so many different, that can connect with people in so many different ways. And I, I never yeah. would have connected that line in that way, but that's, that's very personal for you in that situation. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, that song is just like a, a big poem. It's like, and it's pretty abstract, like kind of like, you know, you said, like it can have, you know, it probably has like to him, it maybe means one specific thing, but I mean, I think it can, allude to many different things um as to what it means to people you know in uh 2020 you released expectations and um i've been playing the the title track on my on my radio show pretty often throughout the year i've I've just fell in love with that song and um it just had such an interesting vibe to it i was interested in the inspiration for that song funny because like I was sort of um you know to me I wasn't really thinking about like the whole musical picture like when I sat down to write it I was kind of focusing on like the lyrics and like what I was trying to say um but I did sort of have that rhythm in mind you know that kind of like steady kind of um slow burn type of you know just like something that kind of cruises but it doesn't necessarily like it kind of has the consistent groove the whole time which is what I wanted um, and yeah, I originally just kind of like wrote three verses that I didn't really know where to go with, like dynamics wise and arrangement wise. And, um, I brought them to my uh, rhythm section and, you know, my, my bass player wrote that, um, that sort of that intro riff, that boom, dun, 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 you know, mm-hmm. that kind of opens the song and we ended up harmonizing and it was fun and, decided to bring the third verse down a little bit and build it back up and do the solo. And it, it was like, it just sort of came together. I think once I got my band involved, but by myself, I didn't really know what to like do with it. So that song in particular is like definitely a, a collaboration with my band, which is awesome because most of the songs I just bring to them and they're like complete, you know, mm-hmm. but that was like a fun one to, to bring them in on and be like, help. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where to take this, you know? Right. And they just like, they just gave it exactly what it needed and it was really cool. 
that that riff that your bass player came up with is is so catchy. Uh, that's kudos to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And then my um my other guitar player kind of came up with that main that so you know I mean like they they really they really like helped me piece together these really essential pieces of the song, um, and it was just it was it was really great. Yeah. Yeah, well, lyrically, it has this um, sort of a coming of age, trying, trying to um, kind of figuring yourself out kind of feel to it. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's biographical and, and telling your story. But um, uh, could you maybe share a little bit about that side of the song? Yeah, I mean, you know, the first verse kind of talks about, um, you know, like anxiety and, and just kind of like constantly trying too hard. <laughs> and you, I, I find that the times I stop trying so hard is the times that I actually like break through or have some sort of epiphany or figure something out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we all as, I mean, I don't think this goes away with age either. I think there's just like this pressure to succeed kind of constantly. And, and um, that's like a tough headspace to live in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of about like shedding the weight of that pressure and kind of just, um, yeah, like realizing when you sort of relax and when you let yourself, um, I don't know, when you let yourself have fun, sometimes that's when you end up succeeding, um, just by, you know, just because, uh, right. cause that's when you're most yourself. Uh, but yeah. And then, you know, in the third verse, it sort of talks about like, um, that academic kind of like pressure that like we, we are, you know we get put on, you know, yeah, just, just pressure to, to succeed in school. And I mm-hmm. was not academic <laughs> at all. Um, I made, you know, my GPA was terrible in high school and like, I, I had like one option for college. So, you know, I like, um, I kind of turned to songwriting as like an escape mechanism from that, from that, um, kind of early on. So yeah, yeah, it is, it is kind of coming age, coming of age, a song about, kind of just like taking a breath and um yeah just coming in becoming yourself uh by sort of unlearning these constructs and behaviors that you're like sort of taught your whole life well another song i really liked on on that release was uh, was loving her i felt like that was a very um a very personal song and, and very beautiful and i was wondering if you could uh, talk about that song a little bit yeah absolutely um yeah i feel like that was sort of a song that i had been trying to write for a while. Um, you know, I was figuring out, um, you know, not only kind of coming into adulthood, um, and figuring out, you know, how to like be an adult (laughs) transitioning from, you know, teenager to adult, but like I was, you know, I had, I had, come out to my parents and it wasn't taken well at that time. And like, so I was learning how to like accept myself as well. Mm. Um, like in, in society and, and figure out, you know, also trying to unlearn, you know, certain things I was taught about like being ashamed of that sort of thing or, you know, cause I was also really raised in a, in a very like kind of religious Catholic family. So, um, yeah, it was sort of like a, um, a song, I knew I wanted to write something about it and, and just cause it was just this recurring kind of issue in my life. Um, but I wanted it to be positive. Like I didn't want, I didn't want to write a song that 
you know, cause, cause there's two sides to it, right? There's like, you know, yes, there's like that heaviness and that shame, but there's also this, like, they call it like pride for a reason, you know, it's like, you, you're, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm proud of who I am. I'm not like trying to hide this anymore. And that's a beautiful thing. So I wanted to like put emphasis on that. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like, it was, I wrote it after, um, a phone call with my dad that, that didn't go well. And that was sort of in the beginning of when my parents were still having a hard time accepting it. And they now have totally like, you know, they're on, we're on the other side of that now, which is awesome. But, um, yeah, he just said something to me, like kind of along the lines of like, I just, like, I don't understand it. And, um, kind of that prompted this, this line of like, people don't like what they don't understand. And I just kind of wrote that down as soon as I got off the phone with him. And I was just kind of, you know, still a little hurt and like upset. And, and, um, I just couldn't understand how, you know, Christianity and, um, homosexuality are this like mutually exclusive thing. Like why, you know, like why, why aren't gay people allowed in heaven if they're good people? Um, so that kind of then, you know, prompted the line of if loving her is a sin, I don't want to go to heaven. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to a place that, that won't take me just because I'm, you know, in love with somebody. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then the song kind of wrote itself, honestly, from there, because it had been something that was so, um, kind of an issue that was so prominent in my life that it was, it just, yeah, was easy to write. <laughs> well, I, um, really love not just the, the lyrics and the songs, but the, the guitar tones on, um, these, these two releases. And I, I was wondering if we could talk about, um, your, your guitar setup a little bit, amps and, and guitars and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. So, so what, what, what is your, your go-to setup? Um, I mean, it's pretty basic. I mean, I have, I played a, a Fender Jazzmaster on like most of like the electric stuff um, that I played. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have, you know, I have like a little green, like one of those Ibanez tube screamers, which kind of gives it that like crunchy tone mm-hmm. um, on expectations. I have this like, um, this like small little like rotary kind of like chorus pedal that I put on huh. um, for, yeah, for that, sort of shimmer i guess that it gives it and um i don't know i've got a basic like boss tremolo that i throw on sometimes <laughs> um and that's pretty much it i mean yeah i i really it's a pretty basic uh setup huh. like probably like four pedals that i actually use um and then yeah i use like a fender deluxe uh, reverb amp paired okay. with the fender Jazzmaster, and i mean i just think that yeah I love Fender stuff. I definitely like a, yeah, I love Gibson too, but, um, on the record I played mostly Fender, which was, which was cool. So, um, everything's still kind of shut down as far as touring and all that kind of stuff goes, but, uh, do you have any, um, uh, projects coming up uh, this next year? Um, I mean, not, not, um, not anything. I mean, maybe some collaborations I've been, you know, co-writing with just artists that I, you know, enjoy. And that's been good because it's been a lot of time writing alone and that only, that, that, that gets old. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm starting to miss people. Um, so yeah, maybe some collaborations. Um, I sort of pitched this idea to my label about doing, I want to do sort of like a documentary thing. I don't know if that'll be this year or not, but, um, so we're trying to get the ball rolling on that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I'm, I'm writing like crazy, you know, and I'm, I'm just really trying to write the best songs I can and figure out kind of a direction for the second record. All right. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. Is there any, uh, any parting words you wanted to leave us with? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to my music and, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll stop through there soon. <laughs>